0: i you.
1: Welcome back to America. Can we talk? I'm Debbie Georgadas. I'm so grateful you've tuned in. I meant to tell um tell you that uh it's really interesting. Someone sent me a Facebook message saying that um what's his name Bill Maher has started some new show um that is something similar. He stole my name. I don't think it's America. Can we talk? But it's very similar. Um, like like that, and so it was kind of funny. I'm anyway. I had the name first. Okay, so I want this is my top of the second hour on America. Can we talk? Our cruise through the news, and again, I'm Debbie George Addis. I love talking with you. Please feel free to email me at AmericaCanWeTalk at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at DebbieCanWeTalk. Check out our YouTube channel. We have a fabulous YouTube channel that includes our first five interviews and such. So just love to have you uh, tune in and get engaged in the American political conversation. Okay, I'm going to run through my top of the hour cruise through the news. Uh, Stories Number one, you probably heard New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. He has actually a primary challenger. He's running again for governor um, in New York. He's a big dem. Said in a speech, America was never that great. He actually said that. And uh, he's trying to take a shot at Trump, I'm sure, for his um, Make America Great Again. But he actually said that. And he got... Such major blowback it was kind of entertaining to watch, including the Democrat woman who's challenging him, who's like an actress or something. I don't think she's a serious challenger. But still, she's saying, what do you mean? I mean, you shouldn't say that. So this is great. And I, I will say on a serious note, this is exactly how the anti-American left does think. He Didn't he, you know, maybe he didn't plan to say that in his speech, but the idea of an America based on freedom and the individual, individual freedom and the freedom of the individual to live their lives and, and, you know, limited government. Anti-American leftism has never liked that model, back from when Obama was complaining about the Constitution years ago, before he was even a state senator, saying it was a charter of negative liberties, and he doesn't like it, because he basically wants government to control more things, and doggone it, the Constitution stops him. Okay, next story. So in the great state of Minnesota, and I do mean great, I, I think I've told all you listeners, I love talking every week, I think I've told you I have... Uh, My parents both, or dad grew up in Minnesota, my mom in Iowa. We spent all our summers in Minnesota. It's it's a beautiful state. Politically, Wacky. So they have now uh, Keith Ellison, um, who is now running to be Attorney General of Minnesota. And uh, just prior to the primary, uh, there was a statement out by his ex-girlfriend from claiming that within the last couple of years, it wasn't like twenty years ago. Last couple of years, he was extremely physically and verbally abusive to her. She described as what he did was very ugly, and um, so. But he still won the primary. Yeah, you know, he was being challenged. But he still won the primary. But then after, in many states, you win the primary. Then you actually have the states, that the convention, the Democrat convention in Minnesota. And the Democrats still nominated him, even though this story is out there. And um, he, of course, denies it. But what else is he going to do? But I wanted to make the point um, that this is a bit of a, a window for everyone who thought that the American left was so concerned about women and this whole Me Too movement. Understand... They really use the Me Too thing to attack conservative candidates, elected officials, prominent people, when it is their own guy, their own guy who engaged in his conduct. This woman has... No reason to make this up. She's not running against him. She's not a political type. She's just saying, he's a bad guy. And, uh, and of course, the, you know, the Democrat Party circled the wagons. He's the greatest guy. Don't listen to him. We believe her. Don't believe her. We believe him. Blah, blah. So Keith Ellison won the nomination anyway um, and uh, rocking on toward becoming the attorney general in Minnesota. I wish it would inspire those voters here to choose a Republican, but... I think that's kind of a long shot. It's a tough thing for them. Okay, in this cruise of the news, um, you know, John Brennan, this pulling of his security clearance, I did mention this. In fact, I covered it at great length in my podcast this past week. And if you don't know, I have a podcast on the Facebook page where you're watching this, or if you're listening on radio, I, you can go on your Facebook page to America Can We Talk. I put the show out on Facebook Live, and I also do a podcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. I did cover this John Brennan story at great length, but the short of it is John Brennan, uh, President Trump pulled his security clearance, um, and he did that um, with a very uh, polished, substantive, detailed statement. I urge you to read that polished, substantive, detailed statement by President Trump, because the left is acting like this is just a hissy fit meltdown. President Trump got mad because Brennan said nothing mean about him, and this is not the case. What President Trump was getting after and what he's concerned about is the very real, uh, you know, ongoing attack by John Brennan, former CIA director, um, on him, his administration, telling lies. I mean, truly, uh, the astonishing language being used by this guy. And you now President Trump said there may be others, too, but the the the, uh, the vitriol from the American left as though uh, they, he took away Christmas or something is just ridiculous i mean john brennan has been acting like he's kind of like the media is sending out their 301 editorials no matter how rotten we are no one can shut us up and that turned out to be not true okay uh and also on the cruise of the news um there was a—by uh, the way, the full statement on the, on what uh, President Trump wrote about John Brennan is on my website, uh, org. Definitely go check it out, because you will see it wasn't just a flying off the handle. Another quick story was the, I, there was an ISIS fighter named Omar Amin who made it into America. He's, a, he's an ISIS fighter. He's wanted in Iraq for killing a police officer, but he's an ISIS guy. He made it through our venerable vetting process here in America. Just shows to go yeah. we when you do a little better job vetting our refugees. I'm Debbie George Ass. This is America. Can we talk? Come back right after our break.
2: Our military
3: and veterans have served all of us, defending our nation whenever and wherever duty calls. But at home, when their families need support, they know they can turn to Operation Homefront for help. Operation Homefront provides military families with critical financial assistance, transitional and permanent housing, and family support programs throughout the year to help prevent their short-term needs from turning into long-term struggles. When you support Operation Homefront, your donation will make a real difference because 92% of their expenses Expenditures go directly towards programs that our military families need most. Each year, Operation Homefront serves thousands of military families, families in your community, helping wounded veterans transition to civilian life, helping military families pay overdue bills when their loved ones deploy overseas, and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomefront.org. That's OperationHomefront.org.
4: That's IWF.org. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security.
1: And welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Debbie Georges. This is America, Can We Talk? Love my Sunday time talking with you. Thanks so much. You know, I've talked a lot about this uh, woman who won a primary in New York. Uh, her last name is Ocasio-Cortez and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And she's a, she won a Democrat primary. She unseated a long-term incumbent to. Decade-long uh, incumbent um, older white guy um, as to be the Democrat candidate in a district that's overwhelmingly Democrat. She's going to win. But what I want to talk to you about tonight is, you know, I think that it's um, it's amazing to say that here we are in 2018, and you know, America, the freest, strongest, most just just more. I don't even know what to say about how great our country is, but um, our country has been um, just. Uh, just blessed beyond belief by the freedom, the free markets, the the whole idea of what America is, and yet we have somebody um, who's advocating socialism, but I want to tell you, not just about, I'm not going to talk about her tonight, but I want to talk about some polling that came out uh, that relates to how people on the American left see socialism, and what I want to make the pitch to you is, is how far along, how much progress the Anti-American left has made in this country over the last, um, you know, since 1912, since the 1912 when the Socialist Party of America put forward their platform. Since that time, how much progress they've made in getting that platform made into law? We think well, socialists are kind of fringe. We don't have to worry about them. We have a few characters like okay, we got Bernie Sanders and Ocasio Cortez, but honestly, the part. The, the, the um, anti-American left, which only has a political home in the Democrat Party, has been for uh, you know, for decades pushing slowly and, and, but surely and successfully in bringing the socialist idea to America. And I'm going to just tell you some polling. Gallup polled recently, from Gallup's uh, recent polling, it said that Democrats in this country— Democrats polled by Gallup have a more positive image of socialism than they do of capitalism. These aren't like, you know, the goofballs on the corner of the street, the Occupy Wall Street types. Not them. I'm talking about Gallup polled likely Democrat voters more positive view about socialism than about capitalism. And they and this has, you know, has been a change even since 2010. This change has occurred. And so I'm raising this to tell you that it's extremely concerning that this idea, there's so much ignorance in this country, so much ignorance about what gave us the prosperity we have. And, you know, every time the left uh, raises the idea of socialism, isn't it great? People on the the actual uh, freedom loving Americans say, well, look at Venezuela, look at Cuba, look at China. We don't want to be them. What are you talking about? We don't want to be that. But the answer you get from the uh, left is, well, we're not going to be Venezuela. They're (laughs) just they did it wrong. They're just dumb. We're going to be more like, and they always mention the Scandinavian countries. The Scandinavian countries, you know, being Norway and, and uh, Sweden and Denmark, and they have happy socialism, they have good socialism, is a view of Bernie Sanders. And I've talked many times about, we've had economists from Denmark saying, please don't do not do this to America, you don't want to become this, you don't want to be this. But I want to point, I'll tell you a story, and that about a bill that Senator Warren uh, came up with. The story is that in Norway there was a massive study actually done by the BBC, the British broadcasting earlier this month called Norway's hidden scandal. And what it's talking about is the family in the country of Norway, the nuclear family unit has suffered tremendously because of the growing agreement among the people, the mindset of the people, that government really should kind of be in control of everything. And we really shouldn't, we're not really very competent as individuals. So we just, they easily capitulate to what the government wants. The particular crisis that BBC was focusing in on was how much power their agency in Norway has, the Child Protection Agency has, that in the name of protecting children, they can pretty much take kids away from their parents for Almost anything. Social service workers armed with the power of the state cobble together a case for child neglect based on such things as a messy home. Okay, I'm fairly neat, but I know a lot of moms who are not. A messy home and they talked about no natural flow to the interaction. They're observing how mother and child are interacting. They don't think there's enough of a natural flow between the mother and the child. That's enough to take away your kid in Norway. And also, or buying post-Christmas clearance junk as a sign of inadequate care. And I'm raising this to say, socialism isn't just about money. It is about money. It's about the government thinking that their job is to put all the money together and then divide it up and decide who deserves what money and to punish success and to reward the uh people who are not um who are not successful, who are not um you know doing what they're supposed to be doing. And the the idea though I'm getting at is the mindset goes beyond just money. It goes beyond just you know, government control of industries and businesses and banks and the healthcare system—it gets into the mind of the individual citizen who's struggling. Maybe isn't a perfect parent. Maybe didn't have enough money at Christmas time, so they're buying the post-Christmas, you know, stuff they haven't for sale post-Christmas. That is enough in Norway to become a problem, amounting or giving rise to the right of the state to take away your children. And so this BBC and BBC. Which is by itself very liberal, British broadcasting is hardly a, a consortive outlet, but they're raising the flag in, about the country of Norway that when you give in to this socialist mindset you're giving in to you're planting the seeds of helplessness in families in parents you're make, and people feel and you're emboldening the government agencies you're emboldening those agencies to be to take away your kids when they shouldn't, to use more power. They're armed with the power of the government. And the parents, there's finally starting to be an uprising, a pushback from parents in Norway saying, wait a minute, we've lost the right to be parents. We're not the parents anymore. The government's the parents. You're in here telling me my house is too messy. I mean, there's just a need to recognize that socialism is, is, I mean, is insidious all by itself. It's caused nothing but misery and pain in this world and every country who tries it. And the worst thing about socialism is, it's harshest on the poor. If you really care about the poor and minorities, the last thing you should be doing is supporting socialism. But it's making a comeback in this country, and I want to mention Senator Elizabeth Warren, who wants to be president of the United States of America. Now, she has a Republican opponent this time who's actually uh, polling two points behind her. I've had him on the show, Jeffrey Deal, pretty pretty energetic guy. I don't know if he can do it, but she's introduced a bill. Her bill in the United States Senate is called the Accountable Capitalism Act. It's already sounding dangerous. Accountable capitalism. In short, Elizabeth Warren, who couldn't get anyone to sign on the bill with her, which is a good sign, but she is a member of the U.S. Senate. She's introduced this bill this year, this time, with the midterms coming up. No fear of how socialist her bill sounds. And she's basically saying for every company in this country with over $1 billion, billion, with a B, a boy, billion, uh, in, in, in annual revenue must seek and obtain a federal corporate charter. It's no longer that your corporate charter will be sufficient in your state, as law presently is. She wants, now I know in the Constitution it's very clear about the federal government can control, oh wait, no, it's not. Nothing in the Constitution justifies this. But here's, here she goes. The federal corporate charter, if your company's over $1 billion in revenues, uh, it has the employees. It says if your company's that big, your employees get to elect at least 40% of your board of directors. So your company that big, you've got lots and lots of employees. You know, what kind of people and masses of your employees are going to take the time to figure out What is needed on this board of directors? What kind of background? Who do we want? You're going to get popular sloganeering type people running to be on the boards of these companies. You have to have 75% of the directors need to approve any political expenditure. You have a fiduciary. The main thing she's making, I read her long Wall Street Journal blather on it. Her main point is she wants to force successful corporations to spend their money in different ways than they currently are. She doesn't like that they give people like that the... um people in corporations, she doesn't like that they the, they pass on their profits to shareholders. She wants to tell corporations, oh, instead of giving money to your shareholders, you have to raise wages. You have to do this. You have to do that. She's having the federal government take control of the way corporations function. And she is um, she's doing this because she has absolutely no concern, no respect for the idea that businesses are run by the private sector. She has no faith in the individual, no faith in the private sector. And this is a just undeniable beginning in her mind of getting government control over the means of production, which is what socialism slash communism is. This is dangerous she doesn't have any cosigners, but the mentality is crazy. Okay, folks, zip off to a break here. When we come back. I have someone joining me, Ellen Grigsby from Open Doors USA, totally changing subject, saving persecuted Christians around the world. You'll love her. Come right back. <music>
0: Open Borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org.
5: Have you heard of the Policy Circle? It's a national network of women who come together in neighborhood conversations to discuss the public policies impacting their communities. You can think of it as a book club, but instead of reviewing a book, members discuss public policy issues. Policy Circle members have access to membership-only resources and benefits that complement a thoughtful framework for women to come together and have fact-based discussions. From Healthcare to Poverty... From free enterprise to education, from fiscal responsibility to the First Amendment, we discuss the issues that shape America. Change starts with a conversation. Conversations happen when women across the nation are connected and engaged in their communities, openly sharing their views and taking a leadership role in policy dialogue on what human creativity can accomplish in a free economy. Are you ready to join a growing network of engaged women? To join or start your own policy circle, visit thepolicycircle.org today. That's thepolicycircle.org.
6: The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. And you can help. Visit armyscholarshipfoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dream. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit armyscholarshipfoundation.org and get involved today.
2: America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties, and in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today.
1: And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiades. As I mentioned before the break, I have a guest joining me. I didn't have the time to introduce her very much. That happens to me a lot because I get rolling on my topics. But I have Ellen Grigsby online. And she's actually a friend in addition to what I'm about to tell you about her. But she is with an organization called Open Doors USA. And Open Doors USA, essentially, I'll let her tell you about it. But basically, they reach out in the world to help persecuted christians and this is one example when i say so often on this show that america is a country full of good people doing good things to help other people just out of the love of their hearts Uh, this would be a primary example a great example so uh, ellen grigsby uh, is with us online i do believe Uh, hi ellen do we have ellen Okay, we're looking for while we're getting her she is with open doors and she is she works with them with strategic partners getting the um, the um, People to get support for donations, but she also travels uh, for open doors she travels to various places and um, I'm gonna ask her to tell you what open doors does and then some of these stories if you go to their website It's opendoors.org, org. Okay, you think you ever have a problem in America you ever have persecution, or you ever think things are a little bit unfair, you need to understand what people in this world, these, these stories you'll read, you're thinking, what, did this this happen like a thousand years ago? Is that, But it's now. These things they do, these things they're fighting for, uh, are right now. Okay, so I believe we have Ellen Grigsby online. Hi, Ellen. No, we don't. Okay, we're having a you know what? We're having a little trouble with the phone. No problem. I'm going to continue on this. And if we don't get her, then I'm just going to tell the whole story myself. But Ellen Grigsby is just an an astonishing um, person and volunteer for this organization. And um, it's Open Doors USA. I'll just tell you one story while we're trying to figure out our hookup, our connection with her. In the country of Nigeria, in Africa, over a four day period, recently, like we're talking this year, One of the many radical Islamist organizations in this world, or groups of radicals, uh, radical Muslims, wiped out in a four-day period a dozen Christian villages. Just just try to picture that. I'm not talking about, you know, one person's home broken into or one person mistreated. A dozen Christian villages in one country, in Nigeria, wiped out in a four-day killing spree. So I'm sorry. Check. I think I can hear Greg. Greg, do we have Ellen? Okay. No. Okay. So I'm just going to continue telling about her. If we don't get her, you know what? We'll just rock and roll without her. But she's wonderful. Open Doors basically try they do try to bring the Bible and share Christianity in the world, but they're mainly working with persecuted Christians in over sixty countries. They bring Bibles to persecuted Christians, but they provide emergency aid. And that example, that was one I wanted to ask her. What do you do with Christians in Nigeria, when, when a dozen Christian villages were wiped out in four days, not everyone killed, you have survivors, they are, and you know, they're living in a country where perhaps to accept Christ is not an easy thing. It's not popular, especially in an area, I don't know what area of Nigeria these villages were in, but they're areas of Nigeria completely controlled by jihadists, completely controlled by the violent um, Islamic extremists who will not allow Christianity to prosper. So here we. So Ellen Grigsby, uh, she goes. She does travel with them, but she also talks to various organizations, trying to encourage them to consider funding and helping them. And um, they have pictures. If you go to their website, OpenDoors.org, their website is just a. In fact, I will say. Let me go back to my story about Nigeria. This was a statement. They want that they're encouraging people, of course, to stand with the believers in Nigeria. They need relief. and need support. But this um this story came from nigeria the description what happened was it's a part it's a part of a grand plan to islamize which is take over for islam the country of nigeria so islamizing nigeria and this is an open doors group in america saying no we're going to stand up for persecuted christians i'll tell you another story that i read on their website because i just these stories are just you just think can this really be happening in this world and um and you know in this time when we have so many um people who are just uh you know most people or many people world live in freedom and these people are living in fear of their lives another one was a young woman who grew up in islam and she i don't know what country she's in I'm telling you, in a second some place in central asia and she decided to accept christianity so she became a christian and she's going along in her life in this country is majority muslim but she decides to become a christian and then she ended up marrying a guy who was muslim but she said basically there's you know that's only ones around so she married a guy who was muslim and he was fine with her being christian everything's gonna be hunky-dory and happy um except once they get married and then Um, He starts kind of questioning more, what what is this Christianity stuff? How come you can't just be Muslim? So she's a 23-year-old young Christian woman in Central Asia. And so she, at age 20, by the way, she's considered an old maid by her relatives. Most of the girls where she, in the region where she lives, marry sometime between the ages of 13 and 17, especially in rural areas. So she marries a guy they decide to have their first child, and after she's pregnant, he tells her, "You know, you, you need to convert to Islam, or um, when the baby comes, I'm take the baby away. I get the baby." And the truth is, the law there pr- protects him in that effort. The law protects him in the effort to um, to be um, to say, essentially, this is a Muslim country. I'm the father of that baby. I get that baby. So she, this young girl, reached out for help. She ended up escaping. She's living in another area of the country, living with her mother and her sister, hiding in fear. People like that reach out to this Open Doors USA and they try. To find ways to help them, the ways are unique. You have got to deal with each situation, each country. What, how much is the country going to allow you to do? Uh, they have they ask for prayer teams on Open Doors USA. Can you can you help these, um, you know, help these people through prayer for, through donations? It's just an astonishing organization. I'm sorry, we had a bad connection, problem with the phone, so that's not going to work out tonight. But Ellen Grigsby is really a neat lady, and she's a phenomenal and humble hard worker. But this group, Open Doors USA, is just a stealth group, and I I want to encourage you to look them up and consider supporting them. I'll tell you one more example. You know, we talk in America about religious freedom, and, you know, I I have some stories coming up about religious freedom in America, but the idea of the number of Christians in this world persecuted in Muslim-majority countries, Christians who are simply not permitted to practice their religion. I'll tell you a story in China China, the Chinese government closed uh, several Christian summer camps for children. China is not going to, to humor Christianity. They had a little, and they also closed six Christian churches in Beijing. This is not like, you know, 50 years ago. This is this summer. This is August 15th. The Chinese government shut down summer camp, this kid's summer camp for Christian Christian summer camp, shut down six Christian churches in Beijing in the country of Iran. Now, Iran, I mean, okay, they're truly run by the crazies, uh, the uh, mullahs, but in Iran, there's an Iranian Christian couple. You can see a picture of them on the Open Doors website. An Iranian Christian couple, their entire house church of 10 people, they hold a Christian church in their home because they're not allowed to have a Christian church somewhere else. So they have this Christian church in their home, they were sentenced to prison. Actual, and, and prison in Iran is not like the country club prisons. It's not even like a, a, a bad prison here. Prisons in Iran are torture chambers. And everyone who gets out of them tells all about it. So this couple, this couple, for becoming Christian in Iran and holding a church in their home, their entire house church has been arrested. They've been sentenced to one year in, or in prison in Iran, all charged with propagating against the Islamic Republic in favor of Christianity. Well, duh, they're Christians. But this is a crime in Iran, and these people are going to jail. They're going to prison in Iran. So I just want to, oh, one more thing I'll tell you the briefest of stories. In the country of Chad, C H A D, Chad, in Africa, they have a custom that boys are kidnapped at around, somewhere around the ages of seven to 12. Taken out of their villages, taken into the woods, and they're, they are out there for a period of time, and it's called there, there's a name for it, Yondo, Y O N D O. And the, the Yondo idea is this kind of like a transition to manhood, except it is brutality, it is grotesque, it makes some of the American fraternity um, things look like nothing. Grotesque treatment of young children. And this is a cultural thing in Chad. And so they have people in Chad trying to say, hey, you know, actually the Christian families don't want to do this. Can we just, we we don't want to do this. We don't like this custom. But that is another example where the voices of Christians are needed in this world to stand up against just impossibly overwhelming grotesque and otherwise just just impossible i don't even know what to call it barbarity and so we didn't get ellen griggs beyond but i want to encourage you to go to opendoors.org opendoors.org let you read about these stories hear what they're all about i wanted her on she's a friend anyway I just want her on so you could hear about another example of the great, extraordinary goodness of America, how many people try so much. You can pray in support of all these stories. You can send money. You can spread the stories around, help people realize that there is a true challenge in this world with, um, with the uh, challenge against persecuted Christians. So I'm Debbie George S. This is America Can We Talk. You come right back. And if you're on Facebook Live, come back in four minutes.
7: Do you dream of a better world? One where poverty and hunger are a thing of the past? What if you could make a real difference in the lives of those most in need? The solution to poverty is not handouts, but hope. The freedom and opportunity to use one's talents and resources for good. At Five Talents, we empower the poor to start their own small businesses. Five Talents works in some of the most difficult places in the world. With $85, you can help a new entrepreneur escape from poverty. And build a sustainable business that helps her whole family. Can you think of anywhere else your gift can work that effectively? When you walk with five talents, you bring opportunity to those most in need. Join us in demonstrating the greatness of American generosity. Visit 5talents.org today to learn about the impact you can make. That's 5talents.org, F I V E talents.org.
4: That's IWF.org. The right to freedom of speech, to be who you are and to speak your mind, is a foundational American value enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution. And nowhere is that value more important than on America's college campuses. But too often on our campuses, unpopular political opinions or religious beliefs are met with censorship or even violence instead of honest dialogue and discussion. And Texas colleges are no exception. Schools like the University of Texas at Austin, Sam Houston State University, and the University of North Texas all place burdensome restrictions on free speech. That's why the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, fights back against the censors to defend liberty on America's college campuses. Does your college or alma mater uphold our most cherished American value of freedom of speech? Find out by visiting thefire.org.
3: and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomeFront.org. That's OperationHomeFront.org.
1: And welcome back to America. Can we talk? This is Debbie George Addis. Okay, that's so disappointing. Whenever that happens, you have a guest you really like. I've been texting with her offline. We just couldn't get the phone connection working. I want to say again thank you to Salem because I'm doing this show from um, Oxnard, California, uh, instead of our home studio in Dallas, and so it's always one extra step getting things uh, set. We have fabulous help uh, in Dallas, Greg mood, fabulous board guy and helper, and um, and so anyway, just I guess that's just the way it goes. So. I still urge you to check out opendoors.org and um, we'll have Ellen on another time. Okay, I'm debating. This is this week. I, mean, I tell you, my listeners, all the time that this is the fastest two hours of my week. I always have more stories than time, and I'm going going back and forth about what to do in this last segment. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I want people to leave this show feeling like I learned some things that were new, I had some new ideas planted, and I, I individually, I feel inspired to try to do more to preserve, protect, and defend America. The idea America, the ideology of America, the rule of law, all the things that make America precious. So I have some stories that are about uh, updated religious persecution stories in America. I mean, nothing like the country of Chad or Nigeria, nothing like China, but still in America, you know, the first liberty, the first amendment to the Constitution, the first promise of America is freedom of religion. And it is under assault in America today. It's the same anti-American left mindset that is trying to shut down free speech, trying to silence voices, they don't have answers to their points, that is that same mindset, that anti-American ideology, mindset that is also trying to crush religious freedom in America, to crush the expression of, of religion. I will tell you one quick story, but then I want to turn and talk about Candace Owens. The one quick story, which I think is just amazing. You may recall in this show, we talked about the United States Supreme Court decision that involved a bakery in Colorado. The baker, the guy who owns and runs this bakery, fancy bakery, is named Jack Phillips. His company is Masterpiece Cake Shop. In short, he has a business. He sells, I assume, cupcakes and cookies and whatever, you know, cakes. And anyone in the planet can go in and shop there. He also makes custom cakes you know, it contracts with people to make custom cakes for various events. So he had a same-sex couple come to him and ask him to make a cake for the same-sex wedding. He declined based on his Christian beliefs, which is that marriage is between a man and a woman. He even told them where they could go. There's a bakery down the street. They'll be happy to do it. But this couple pursued sued him over their, They were demanding that he had to make a cake for their wedding. That he couldn't, and and the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and I don't have my notes in front of me, but some name like that, whatever the state commission is, sued him, said yes, he was violating their rights by refusing to make a cake for their same-sex wedding, and his view of making a cake is kind of like how I might feel about making a speech, like if I had to stand up and give a speech about why everyone should support Hillary Clinton to be the next president. I couldn't do it it would violate my first amendment rights to force me to say something i so stridently disagree with well that's how he feels about making a cake it's an artistic expression by him a celebration of the marriage so he said no thank you that he gets sued goes all the way to the supreme court supreme court said to in this masterpiece cake shop They found that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission was wrong. They ruled in favor of Jack Phillips, the baker, and and the Masterpiece Cake Shop, and said, essentially, you cannot—you're showing hostility to religious belief. You can't take action based on hostility— Your state government hostility against religious belief. Well, as this case is rolling on, in fact, I think the day the Supreme Court decision came out, another person called the masterpiece cake shop and said, asked to have a custom cake made again, like me giving a speech, a custom cake made for a person who was celebrating transition from male to female, a transgender coming out celebration party, wanted the cake to have blue icing and pink inside. And he said, same answer, that this is inconsistent with my Christian values. I'm sure you can find another baker to bake you that cake. That person, the transgender, uh, is a lawyer, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, I think man turning woman, but anyway, uh, also sued him, went to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, who's again come down against him, who's again saying, you have to make a cake that violates your religious beliefs. It would like be if I, I made the analogy about Hillary Clinton, it'd be like if I were asked to give a speech advocating atheism, I shouldn't have to do that because i'm christian i care about my christianity i would not want to be forced by the state to make a speech celebrating Christi- celebrating atheism and he doesn't want to make a cake celebrating transgender uh coming out and so the case is again going through the motions jack phillips is in addition to defending himself also suing the Colorado civil rights commission in federal court over this uh case but I just want to make the point It's kind of like the CNN and all the other liberal outlets going after the jurors in the Manafort case. The anti-American left is the anti-free speech left, is the anti-Christian left. They are relentless. They do not care about anyone else's beliefs except theirs. They do not care about respecting freedom of religion. They do not care, in the case of the, of the Manafort trial, they don't care if they're going to endanger those jurors they are on a radical, destroy, anti-American mission. Destroy the rule of law. I mean, it is very, very serious. And so in this case, in Colorado, it's the same mindset, different people, different facts, same mindset. Destroy somebody who will speak up for his Christian faith. So that case will go on. It's, it's truly astonishing. It was like the judge, just the Supreme Court, 7-2, 7-2 just said, you can't do this. And they just, they do it again. the next, the next year. It wasn't like 10 years have passed and maybe the ruling will change. The next year they do the same thing okay so there is a struggle in america to reassert the right of people to actually not just attend church or services where they prefer but to actually practice their faith okay but the last thing i want to get to tonight i'm going to go back to my aretha franklin freedom music in a minute here and also candace owens but this is now one year anniversary from the very first video that candace owens made she made a little youtube video in her apartment in new york city and basically said almost like tiptoe whispering i think i'm a conservative and it was a huge thing to do she has started a landslide movement she's now part of turning point usa with charlie kirk she's the, i think she's a outreach to colleges i don't know what her title is but she's an outspoken person saying to the black community in america Let's all decide to stop being victims, to stop agreeing that our little cog we must live in in the American political scene is a victim class and we must vote Democrat because we are victims. And let's she's encouraged people to think for themselves. This makes the left crazy. So here's Candace Owen. She was interviewed on Fox talking. I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't have my sheet in front of me. I, whatever the last I think it's uh, clip four, Greg, if you have clip four.
0: Sentimental. I mean, look, a year ago, I was a girl on YouTube with the dream, an idea, um, a hope that maybe I could wake up the black community to, into understanding that we've been voting for policies that have destroyed our families. I could never have imagined mm. that it would lead to me meeting the president, meeting the first family, having lunch with Laura and Eric, a Kanye West, uh, getting rush out of restaurants by Antifa. It's been an Meeting amazing... Meeting Kanye West, <laughs> right. I mean, amazing, You could right. do
4: without the Antifa part. <laughs>
0: right. exactly. It's been an amazing year. I'm so grateful to everyone that's followed me, that's supported me, to Turning Point USA, to Charlie Kirk. Um, it's been such a blessing. And guess what? We're just getting started.
1: As a matter of fact, she is hosting a... Uh, she's been advertising. She, Candace Owens, is part of putting together a, um, a conference or something this fall. Young, black, conservative leaders. She's part of doing that, and she's inviting people. You young, black, conservative leader. She's got people coming. She's building energy uh, for the idea. And, you know, I I think this does not, you know, I I always tell you, my listeners, and, and when I give speeches, wherever I go, I'm on the side of America. I can get upset sometimes with some things Republicans do. Or, or conservative candidates do or say, but we ought to be on this side of America in this country. And part of being on this side of America is encouraging people to think for themselves, to use their God-given liberty, their liberty that this country was founded on, to think for themselves, to reason for themselves, to investigate facts for themselves. This is what Candace Owens is saying over and over. Read the facts yourself. The destruction of the black family in america parallels the rise of the the dependency state the great society was the beginning of the end of the structure of the black family She is putting things out like that, out there like that. She's encouraging people to use their God-given freedom, their intellect, to be a voice for saying, think for yourselves, reason for yourselves, learn these facts, don't get led around by the Democrat Party who thinks they own you, which is really what the attitude has been the Democrat Party for decades, and it's really interesting because now we're up to 36%. Now, I don't know, this is a Rasmussen poll, which I guess was kind of, you know, people think Rasmussen is, is skewed to the right, whatever the numbers are. The Rasmussen is saying it's twice as many blacks in America polled support President Trump as did a year ago. And, and other polling companies have a smaller number, But there's no one claiming that, that, you know, the numbers have not moved. Everyone recognizes, including the NAACP and other very leftist organizations, recognize that the the landscape is changing in America and within the black community in respect to how they vote. This is huge. This, Candace Owens, is a gift to the conservative movement, urging, uh, saying things that maybe we couldn't say as well, wouldn't fly as well, wouldn't be heard. She's really been a gift, and I want to just, just I'm, I'm grateful for her work. I'm grateful for what she's doing. I hope you can uh, uh, follow her, listen to her, share her things on YouTube and, and Facebook and Twitter. Really sensational. Okay, we're about out of time, but I want to mention, uh, going back to earlier today, Someone uh, we did not get to have uh, the lovely Ellen Grigsby on the show, but she did text back to say, I need to say the website correctly. It is Open Doors USA." Dot org, opendoorsusa.org. org so Tonight, we cover a lot of ground, as we always do on America, Can We Talk? I love talking with you every week. I love encouraging people to talk about what a great and extraordinary country this is, to see the issues we face through the prism of our responsibility as citizens in this country to defend the extraordinary idea that is America. I would love if we can close out. I don't know if we can, Greg, close that with a little bit of Aretha and freedom. Otherwise, folks, talk to you next week. See you Wednesday, 3 p.m. Central Time, on this podcast for Can We Talk More?, Debbie george Addis, love talking to you.
0: To learn more or to contact Debbie, go to americacanwetalk.org. America Can We Talk, Truth About America.